0: Hey friends, welcome back to Introverted Improvisers, an online audio-based improv community. I'm your host Camila, here with a warm-up to your slow improv sesh, which I just call Beats. So I believe improv is this combination of reaction and response, where the reaction part comes from the actor improviser brain. You know, that old chestnut, it's not acting, it's reacting. Well, the responding part is the writer improviser, the one that's constantly looking at the scene from above and thinking of the details and fun pieces to add, just picking it apart. This could be described as that sort of out of body, having an awareness you're improvising, but you're also very much in the scene sort of sensation. The writer improviser floats and analyzes, and the actor improviser grounds deeply and feels. And in our warm-ups, we practice these different types of brain use so that they marry beautifully when it's set time. This improv beat exercise is something I'm doing in my slorganic improv sessions, which is just slow and organic improv exercises, which lead up to simple scene work sets. One of my extremely astute improv pals has called this a love child of Meisner and Improv because it's asking improvisers to dissect their partner's improv offers at a level so slow... So repetitious and so focused, hardly anything is happening. Oh, but it does. You just have to hear it, or just maybe think you do. So, in theater acting, a beat, or sometimes I've heard it called bit or hit, can be found in texts on a few different levels. Check out the link in the show notes from dramatics.org for a bit more information. See what I did there? I think they break it down pretty well for starters. As I have always understood beats, They're a tool for breaking down scene work either on a macro story-serving level or more micro-character-serving level. For example, larger parts of the scene where the audience can clearly see the step-by-step game plan of a character achieving a want. And that's often clued in by blocking or where the actor is spaced or placed on stage, even their entrances and exits. For example, first Tim walks in the door and announces he's home. Then he walks over and kisses his partner, standing above them, looking down expectantly. As the partner continues to read the newspaper, Tim sits down and starts blathering about his day. Finally, Tim moves in closer, touches his partner, and then says, I think we should move to Gainesville. We see the progress of Tim across the room to get to the confrontation with his partner, and we see this awkward sense of waiting expectantly for attention or response. But each of those segments could be dissected further into a different kind of beat that emphasizes tactics and manipulation. When Tim is on the couch going on about his day, he mentions, oh, how dreary the weather was, how cold his fingers were on the keyboard. And he had a wonderful tasting orange, by the way. With each line, there are beats of changing tactics. Words are not wasted in a play. Nobody just says, hey, I ate a great orange. Next line. The dreary weather part could be said with disgust, the cold fingers hoping for pity, the eating the orange being a desperate plea for validation. So actors are always playing with tactics and manipulation, finding those beats or moments of internal change where they try to advance towards their own want, contributing towards this larger action and conflict in the play. That's pretty cerebral and I'm pretty out of breath describing it, but it applies to improv. In our slow-prov warm-ups, we tune in even more closely to what I would call microbeats or hyper-listening. Starting with a sound or a word, we stay so close to the feeling of that initial offer as content slowly reveals itself. In improv scenes, one general tactic to make more organic improv is to bring the idea of a single brick, which just means something simple just one line, one small idea so that your partner has the joy of adding on and you are knitting that world together evenly. In this exercise, we bring half bricks, if that. We repeat words until we have to add them. We don't know who, what, where, why. We slow down and pay attention to every word, any stumble, any change in tone. If more words start coming out, that's totally okay as long as the improviser isn't thinking about fabrication and the words come naturally. The players continue on like this until either of them notice any change in their partner, whether it's tone, hesitation, a word stumble, or some sort of obvious verbal shift in perspective. And at that point, one of them will call beat and the exercise is over. Feeling that beat can be pretty strange at first. I'd say the first time improvisers try, they still want to add too much information. And this makes it harder to find the shift. This is an exercise in adding less and listening more. So these are very short and they are not scenes, but it tunes improvisers in. They slow down, find, feel emotion, notice what a minimal amount of information can mean. What is the moment that absolutely forces you to shift versus just inventing whatever to keep things quote unquote interesting? With this attunement to the scene and the scene partner, when the real scene work comes, the players are very in touch with this meditative practice of focus and flow of scene. After a few of these obscure starts from sounds or single words, we start a scene, just as slowly, with just as much intention, but the improvisers are instructed to let go and start naturally building where the scene takes them. And this is where the exercise influences actual scene work. A lot of exercises and warm-ups around here don't necessarily apply to stage, but stretch the improviser beyond the normal range of natural actions, reactions, and thoughts of what an improviser would do. By the time we get to the set, it's more the mindset that these exercises create. Did our warm-ups force us to listen? Then we're listening better. Did the warm-ups help us let loose? Then we play more relaxed. Did the warm-ups ask us to pull from absurdity or heighten to fun and complex worlds? Then our sets become more imaginative, high-energy, joyful. So listen to the clips of beats and resulting scene work in the accompanying Improv Bite episode. See what it means to find your own beat within a slow prob warm-up, and try it yourself to see what it does for your listening throughout the rest of your session. Or hey, let's make it our session. If you're interested in what we do, contact us to come and play. We'd love to hear your voice, and we've totally got your back.